couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Is your brother here this year? Oh, don't talk about it. He's always asking so many dumb questions. I've ordered him not to talk to me. It's a good thing you've got different last meals. Oh, tell me about it. What are you doing? This is grade eight, right? We're supposed to be more mature. So I'm gonna start dressing more mature. Hey everybody, <laughs> this is episode one of the Narbos and Broomheads podcast, a Degrassi podcast. Why sh- so we're going to try uh, on this show to re- uh, review every episode of Degrassi, and we're already off to a good start for episode one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, in, in some, you know, some form or fashion, we're all going to be with you uh, throughout this. Uh, my name is Alan. And on Twitter, you can find me at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. I've done a bunch of different uh, podcasts over the years. And if you uh, follow me as a Winnipeg Jets fan, you probably do not like me. Uh, oh. uh, who else is out there and what, what, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> I, my name is James. I also uh, do, a wrestling, I do a wrestling podcast out of Winnipeg. Uh, called Loose Ropes Wrestling. You can find us under the very uh, catchy Loose underscore Ropes underscore FM on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, we've been doing that. It's coming. Oh, it just passed six years. Are you guys which is kind of? Are you guys still on UMFM? Yeah, we're still on UMFM, and then anywhere you want to get podcasts and stuff, so you can download it. And uh, I'm also one of the co-founders of Winnipeg Pro Wrestling here in Winnipeg, and. Yeah, I so. didn't realize he founded it. One of them, yeah. There's six of us at the time. So, uh, <laughs> are you like you're booking the shows? I'm not the booker. No, I uh, I, I I started uh, six of us uh, just kind of started wrestling shows together, and I, I kind of I'm the GM, the and I do I'm the general manager of of uh, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling. So, but you, I no, I'm not I'm not booking it. Do you as book, they say. Do you book are you a laptop that makes decisions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm yes, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh and then Courtney, you're there. You don't do any podcasts, do you? Hi. I don't do any podcasts. I listen to a lot of them, but this is my first go at it. So, 
uh, was a little intimidating, I gotta say. Yeah, well, we've known each other for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. That is mind-blowing. Yeah, we, um, tell, tell everybody <laughs> which, which platform did we become friends on? Ooh. Well, we, uh, we met each other over MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, me, and Tom, MySpace friends. And, you, and we met because I had a picture. I think I had a Degrassi picture as my profile. Yeah. And somehow you found that. And yeah, so we bonded over this show, man. Yeah, Degrassi is the basis for our friendship. Um, we, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to celebrity name drop, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, Lisa Weagle, famous curler oh. in Canada, uh, uh, messaged me about the show and was like, oh, you, know, you know, Courtney would be the best for doing that. So she called you out, yeah. Courtney. Oh, that's amazing. Because we all know that uh, there's a love of Degrassi there. And then, uh, James, you, uh, you, I didn't realize you were such a big Degrassi fan. Tell us about your fandom. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think any uh, kid growing up at, at some point, uh, you know, dealt with Degrassi. Like, it was on when I got home, and then I just, you know, I, you know, as I got into my 20s, I continued to re rewatch it. And once I purchased everything, I just watched everything over and over again to the point where it's just kind of ingrained. And um, I don't know. And then uh, I, I guess it came full circle when... Uh, uh, Pat Mastriani and uh, oh, what's her her name's escape Caitlin I, I forget her oh Stacy Stacy Mason missed it. Missed it something. yeah her <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, they came and did a screening of Schools Out at uh, the Park Theater here in Winnipeg and they had like a meet and greet so uh, oh, that was it. really that was yeah it was super cool like sitting in a crowd watching Schools Out. Um, with uh -huh. everyone, a bunch of broomheads, so to speak. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's yeah, um, it's just it's cool because Degrassi, and then you talk about the next generation, and but I, I actually work with kids in junior high right now, so it's kind of cool seeing the same themes <laughs> popping up do you, constantly. Do you teach them lessons from Degrassi? You're like, if you do acid, you're gonna die. <laughs> if you have, if you have sex, you're guaranteed to either get pregnant or get AIDS. Man, so many spoilers. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, it's it's interesting because uh, you show them. A lot of the kids have heard of the the next generation because it was streaming at some point. But the old stuff, they you, you know, I've I've. It's actually kind of hard to show because it's so brutally honest that it's. You got to kind of prepare them before you show them the episode, you know? It's not a pretty show, right? No, it's not. A, like, literally, visually, it's disgusting. It <laughs> oh, God. Terrible. So bad. They, they, um, they purposefully hired, like, I think that, like, the, the cast will tell you this proudly, but they kind of, like, purposely hired dumpy kids. Well, I, I don't even think it was that. I think it's just kids without makeup. Like, there's <laughs> no, you see the acne, you see the, like, eh, we're talking about this episode, like, Stephanie K's grasp on makeup is is just it it yeah it's it's something and I I every time I rewatch the series I dread this part of the series because I don't like Stephanie K at all and I, I well she's missing a tooth like that's what I can't stop staring at that that, that even doesn't bother me so much as is, is that her personality to like throw everyone under the bus in the first freaking episode oh yeah Poor Vula. Poor Vula. the first episode 
<laughs> Courtney, Courtney, what's the background of your Degrassi fandom? Oh my god, I when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Degrassi. Um, and speaking of schools out, when it was on, it was on like after my bedtime at the time, so I wasn't able to watch it. My mom recorded it on our VCR. Uh, I also it was sponsored by Tampax. That's the other thing I remember. <laughs> and she she would like when you record VCR, you can pause. So there's like dirty parts where like. I think it was Lucy was showing um, Caitlin how to put on a condom when like Tessa and Joey were making out. So every time there's about to be like a, a, a dirty scene, my mom would pause it and stop the recording. So like uh, I got to watch Schools Out, but with none of those scenes in it. That's like, it makes it like a 15 minute movie. I, <laughs> and I still have that recording. I should whip it out. Wow. When we get to Schools Out, we'll have to watch like the clean version and the dirty version. Like when, like when Two Live Crew put out the two albums, the dirty one and the the clean one. We'll do the same thing. Oh, just full getting, of late '80s references here. Yeah, getting a clean rap album by accident was always the worst. <laughs> like I remember, are, are we swearing on this? Yes. No? Yes. Okay. Good. Um, my grandma. This is going off topic a little bit, but she used to every birthday buy me a CD. I'd pick out a CD. We go to HMV. We go to lunch together, and then pick out a CD. So. One of the CDs I purchased was Onyx's Back to Fuck Up. And my grandma had no clue. She's just like, okay, whatever. And I remember I was so excited to have this, like, because that album was like super filthy. And I was so excited to have it. And then I got home and it was the clean version. And I, I in my excitement, I didn't grab the, I was like, oh, I, you know. And uh, fortunately, grandma and I went back the next week and, Changed it. What, what was filthy. your excuse? Like, what did you tell her? Like, oh, it didn't work. It, <laughs> some of the words don't come through. <laughs> I wasn't lying, but <laughs> listen to this. When it gets to this part, it goes, yeah. like, that's not right. That's not, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you, Cordy, your mom taped you schools out. What about like the before schools out? How did you, like, did, where, where were you living? Weren't you in uh, like southern Ontario? I was. I grew up in a town called Air, AYR. And uh yeah, C- CBC was one of the few channels that we got. And uh I honestly I don't even remember. I just know I watched them and I know I knew them all by heart. Um, um I was literally just watching the CBC and it was right before this this episode came on and I was this was 87. I don't th- actually think I watched it on its first run. I think I watched it like this season, maybe in like 88 or 89. I would have missed it the first time because I would have only been nine. But when I was like, yeah. you know, 10 or maybe 11, yeah. they showed a commercial for this one. And I was like, oh, my God, this girl's going to get all sexy on the show. I have to <laughs> I have to watch it. Yeah. So Stephanie yeah. Kane pulled me into Degrassi because she was being all sexy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So... Um, Shell, I, I, so I've got um, some notes online from Degrassi Wiki. Uh, it's actually oh. Degrassipedia.fandom.com. And so uh, we're going to go through this episode by episode, of course, not all at once. We're going to do episode one of season one today. Yeah. Um, this episode is called Kiss Me, Steph. Uh, it was aired, first aired on January 18th, 1987. I'm sure this was on CBC. Later it would play on uh, PBS. Yeah. And um, there are some facts about the episode uh, further below, but I don't want to read them yet so as not to spoil this episode. 
Um, for every <laughs> for everybody out there, there's people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think are, are there people listening who are totally like I've never seen this before, <laughs> and they're oh, you spoiled it. <laughs> well, what's the point of watching now? Yeah, <laughs> oh, she does win the election. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they. Um, I, I should mention uh, I circulated this show around because all of the episodes are now on YouTube. If you just search for Degrassi Junior High, there is yeah. a there's a there's a path to seeing every single episode in order. And so it's official, like it's a Degrassi channel. So for the longest time, I'd been wanting to do this podcast, but I own the DVDs, and no one yeah. else could really get access to this, but now it's out there for yeah. everybody. So not only yeah. for uh, everyone on this call, but anyone listening, um, I, you know, we're gonna, as we move forward, you know, we'll, we'll give you plenty of time to watch in advance, and uh, at the very least, we're hoping that you will uh, write in and let us know uh, your thoughts on the episode, which we will share with listeners. Uh, I made an email account... Great. <laughs> it's called Narbos and Broomheads at gmail.com. So for now, uh, write us there. Eventually, we're going to have a Twitter handle, but I, I fucked it up. So <laughs> we'll figure that out. So Narbos yeah. and Broomheads at uh, gmail.com. And also, uh, we are wide open to having people come on the show and, and chat with oh, us. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, please, we want, and, and varying opinions, please. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> We don't want it to just be like, especially you and me, James, like the two yeah. the two white guys from Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need some yeah. diversity on this show. Oh, hundred <laughs> um, percent. So before I get, I mean, I can just start. Uh, I know we all watched and took notes, so I can just start kind of going through this, and and uh, yeah. we can kind of comment. Is there any general comments you want to make before we uh, we start with this episode? Um, going the thing that I love is that. The, a lot of this episode has to do with Arthur too, and I it's I think that's my favorite. He's my favorite character. Him and Yick through the junior high years are my favorite because they're the only characters who are like it, it's a really cool. Um, you know, Stephanie K's grade eight. I'm so mature, but then you have Arthur who's like so naive, and Yick who's so naive, and just them kind of maturing and growing throughout the junior high. I really like Arthur, but I hate Arthur when he gets to high school. Like he has <laughs> totally. Oh, his beret, the beret, and the yeah. like. Oh God! I went and then to Yick's France like, and I learned French. Yeah, and then Yick's like, I don't want to <laughs> hang out. I don't. You keep throwing your money, you know. So, but seeing Arthur in this young, like, kind of innocent, he's just such a nice guy, and I really like him. Really oh, like, he's so cute. Yeah, yeah. He's want to squeeze his cheeks. Arthur, yeah. by the way, so I went, uh, there was a huge Degrassi convention here in Toronto last summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was very contemplating going out for it. I there were very... people that came from Russia to go to this oh, day. Yeah. Uh, no way. Like, I was thinking, uh, you know, some people from around Toronto, and I, I went as a volunteer, and I got to, uh, I got to help kind of do crowd control when in the uh, room where they did, like, the open forums. And uh, there wow. were people from, like, many from the States who had driven up and uh, from some Russian. Uh, there was someone from the UK. I was like, holy shit, like, people are into this. But uh, a whole bunch of people showed up. There were probably 30 cast members uh, that, that showed up. And uh, Arthur, though, has not uh, taken part in any of these. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I got the sense, like, they didn't really say it flat out, but I got the sense that he's a little salty about... 
about the the whole run, but uh, uh-huh. I can't I can't confirm that. Oh, yeah, maybe somebody can. Uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll get someone on to 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 drop the drop the uh, drop the goods on us. Give us the Arthur scoop. <laughs> uh, so this episode. Uh, starts off with the classic like playing with time production on the uh, on the screen. Uh, Stephanie is walking to school, and uh, Arthur uh, she runs into Arthur outside of the school. So Arthur is her brother. Stephanie and Arthur are children of divorced parents, and Arthur lives with his dad, and Stephanie lives with her mom. Uh, she tells Arthur, "Don't talk to me. Don't acknowledge me because she's in grade eight. He's in grade seven, and grade sevens are totally embarrassing. <laughs> um, so Stephanie then goes into the school, and now at this point, she's kind of like she's dressed like normal, right? Yeah, now she's in her like big floopy skirt and her like big boxy shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she comes into the school, and uh, she is uh, she's like all popular, like all the kids are saying hi to her. Yeah. Which, which makes me like, they're, they're, you know, it makes me think about a few things that come out on later because she's obviously like trying to be popular, but you get the sense that she's already kind of popular. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Lula even alludes to that. She's, she's already popular. And yeah, I guess she's just not slutty enough. That's probably where we're going to go with this. <laughs> So we, by the way, we just lost James for a sec. I, I just thought after 16 minutes, you were like, fuck this podcast. <laughs> it's done already. <laughs> uh, we, we were just commenting that, that Stephanie uh, in her like regular clothes is, is going to the washroom to change, but like has all these friends and is like already popular before she like does what she's about to do. Yeah. I kind of odd. <laughs> uh, she also actually one of the one of the people she acknowledges is Rick, who Rick is like, oh, grade seven again. So we established right away that he failed. <laughs> I love Rick. Rick's, he's Rick, the best. Rick's a good, he's great. Uh, Stephanie goes into the washroom and she sees Vula and they're like, oh, my God, I missed you so much. Like, I guess they don't hang out at all in the summer. Um, I'm assuming that Vula had to go to whatever Eastern European country her dad's from. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think Vula would be allowed out of the house. <laughs> we will see that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Stephanie gives Vula a bracelet, and they're they're like best pals, right? Yeah. Uh, so they start talking about you know the school year, and Stephanie is, starts to change. And we have the clip that I played at the intro of the show, where all of a sudden Stephanie like takes her top off, and she's got like this little like tube top where she like. I, I basically wrote, LOL, there's no way that outfit is allowed. Not even in the 80s. Totally. That's what I, I said, too. Like, it's a bikini top, essentially. <laughs> it wouldn't be allowed now. It wouldn't be allowed then. Uh, yeah. And, and like, what I, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. What I also makes me laugh every time is that the clothing that she's wearing to cover her, like, you know, sexy clothes, as I use in quotations, is like the baggiest freaking like massive clothes. <laughs> like she like wears like a sweatshirt and like a giant like muumuu. It's just like what? well, I'm glad by the way that you both agree though that this is inappropriate because I I I was a little nervous, especially again from a, from an older male point of view. I don't want to just be like this is my view of it. Like I'm glad that there's others who agree with me. I 100%. Well, I'm, yeah, I, I agree too. And like any school, you wouldn't be allowed to wear that. So, <laughs> so 
uh, while they're in the washroom, there's an announcement over the PA to uh, encourage students to run for the student council. And right then and there, it's all of a sudden the most important thing in the world for Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be- because they say, you guys have to get involved. And she's like, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even though she's, like, you know, peeling off her clothes, uh, she's also a feminist. <laughs> uh, so then we uh, cut to Arthur, who is coming into the school. And he meets, and we see for the first time, Joey Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, this is, like. Right in the thick of puberty, Joey Jeremiah. Oh, totally. He's so he's he's like pocket Jeremiah. Like he's a short guy, but in this, he's so tiny. How he's a bully, I don't know. Like, and he doesn't have like a giant bully type person with him. It's another skinny blonde haired guy. I forget his name because he's on like two episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he cares what his name is. Uh, Hank. Yeah. Hank. Hank. Okay, there you go. Yeah, of course. <laughs> It has to be, like, the most awkward name. Yeah. Uh, so Joey says that he's going to show Arthur around. So he takes Arthur uh, upstairs, and uh, they're on the second floor to the school. He introduces Artie, as he calls him, to uh, to Hank. And they're like, yeah, this is, uh, this is your classroom. And they kind of push him with his, like, you know, Arthur's got his back to the door. So he kind of backs in through the door and turns around and realizes that he's in a janitor's closet. Uh, they close the door on him and lock him in, even though they then show the door, the doorknob, like from the outside. And that's clearly where the keyhole is. So like (laughs) on the inside, Arthur could just unlock the door, (laughs) but I guess he's stupid. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I remember that. (laughs) Uh, Joey, uh, then notices Stephanie walking around in her sexy uh, clothes for the first time when he's in class and immediately starts sexually harassing her. Uh, he says, Joey Jeremiah, playboy at your service. Wanna play? Wanna play. And it's, uh, and it's like uh, pre-pubescent voice, too. It sounds even creepier. <laughs> Wanna play? Uh, all, and I, I work with kids who are in this kind of grade 8, this, like, and the boys right now, like, it, it hasn't changed. They're just so gross. Like, <laughs> dude. Like they're, he's just so like all they all have boners probably and they're like Ugh. <laughs> you just hear it you know I and mean, it, it's not just him it's everyone like wheels is super creepy in this episode too I mean every that guy's a creep change. like every boy in this school is a fucking pervert not no, snake really. snake oh, not I don't think. no he didn't no. give a crap yeah, at all he, he likes rock and roll he's as we'll an see <laughs> Yeah. So then we get in. Um, so oh, yeah. I, so I was just gonna like I have a twelve year old, so I know like I can echo everything you're saying. Like Ugh. tonight, I was playing a game with him, and his avatar, like you get to draw your own avatar. He drew a giant hairy penis. <laughs> like, That's pretty funny. Gross. <laughs> with, I, his, yeah, but... with his mom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, like. <laughs> so like that big like what is he doing when I'm not there? You know what, Courtney? uh, Courtney, I've known you for a long enough time to say, like, that is definitely your child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we get the first appearance of Mr. Radich, who is the grade eight homeroom teacher, uh, rocking a beautiful mustache, which he still has to this day. Uh, He comes into the room. He immediately 
goes to Joey's hat and takes it off of him, enforcing dress code, breezes by Stephanie, not a word. <laughs> right? Uh, so then we go back out to Arthur, who's still in the closet, and uh, we have this other kid coming in, and it's Yick. And Yick hears... Uh, yeah, Yick Yu hears Arthur struggling in the closet, and so he opens it up, and they immediately are like, we're both in Miss Avery's class. Let's go find it together. Yeah. Uh, they go to Miss Avery's class, and we get the first uh, student who is cast in a different role than what they will end up as yes. <laughs> one of the twins who answers roll call under Stacy Farrell is in the class. <laughs> uh, of course, later to become Heather and Erica Farrell, the twins. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> and uh, so Arthur and Yick then uh, show up to the class late. And that will, of course, be a reoccurring gag where these two kids just can't get their shit together. <laughs> boys will be boys. Uh, Stephanie, still wanting to run for student council president, uh, does not uh, know what to do with herself. She just wants to be president but has no idea how to do it. But Vula is like, well, I can write speeches and I can make posters for you. Uh, and, yeah. of course, Vula's speeches are super serious. <laughs> well, Vula is a really good friend. Like throughout the series, yeah, she is. Like they show they show Vula like putting in time, right? Like she's putting posters up everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, she writes the speech. It's all about like you know responsible government. Like you know even in grade eight, like fuck that. That's never gonna happen, right? Dances more <laughs> fries at the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that would be your your kind of your your mandate as running for grade eight president. <laughs> you, I'll tell a story. In, when I was in uh, high school, um, and it would have been when I was in one of the earlier grades, a kid in the grade older than me, uh, they did all these speeches for student council president, and they actually brought us all into the gym to listen to them. And you know, most of the speeches, like the kid who ended up like you know playing a guitar, like Snake did, uh, would end up winning the election, <laughs> but. This one kid came up from the great older and he was like, I want to put um, pens and like calculators in the food vending machine in the, ca in the cafeteria. <laughs> he did not win the election. <laughs> so it does That's happen. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so Joey, or sorry, uh, Vula and Stephanie are in the library uh, talking about some election stuff. And Joey and Wheels are also in there. And Joey is just being a, a fucking pervert wolf whistling at uh, at Stephanie, like just like a total pig. It, 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 Shane's there too, isn't he? Shane? Yes. He's there as well, kind of like, Ugh. That's all I <laughs> I don't even hear their voices. All I hear is like, Ugh. <laughs> Like just creepy, like, boobs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just think, like, if Stephanie can hear these wolf whistles from across the room, you'd think a teacher could hear it too. But again, like, as, and there's, this goes throughout the episode. I'm like, where are the teachers? Yeah. Like, throughout this, right? Did, True. Did, yeah. Do it, and then Miss Avery got, like, at some point was the librarian, right? Yes. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, that's why, because Avery wasn't there yet. She would have picked up on <laughs> that. That's why the old librarian got fired. <laughs> For allowing sexual harassment in the library. Oh, that's cool. 
Um, so I actually initially watched this and took my notes like a year ago off the DVDs. And uh, then I watched the YouTube versions this past weekend. There's a scene on the DVD where uh, Yick gets trapped in the closet and Arthur rescues him. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, that's not on the YouTube? It's not on the YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I thought that was, I didn't watch the YouTube version. So, um, wow. Uh, Uncut. Exactly. Uh, Stephanie is now doing her speech. She is on the front steps of the school uh, in another amazing outfit. And again, like, no teachers in sight. Everyone's just cool with this. Yeah, well, and this episode, there's a lot of out, outfit uh, changes. And I noticed this. Wheels, at one point, he's wearing a mesh jersey. Yes. A jeans vest. But then, this, he's wearing another shirt. And then, later on in the episode... It goes back to the mesh shirt. So, obviously, that's a continuity thing. But in my mind, I'm like, man, these kids change their clothes, like, all the time. <laughs> Which makes sense. Like, if maybe if she went to gym class or something. I don't know. He could have. Uh, I mean, yeah. you all always have a change of clothes at the school. So, maybe maybe uh, Wheels had to go conservatively to school in a suit. And then he was like, let me get my mesh shirt on when my parents aren't uh, looking. And yeah. brown tight pants. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Stephanie finishes Vula's speech and then they're so happy with themselves that they uh, did that. Yeah. And meanwhile, Snake gets ready to do his speech and he has a guitar and he starts doing a blues riff. And I just wrote, clearly this character would be redeveloped over time. I think that's yeah. exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should mention on the, on the Degrassi Wikipedia page, it, it confirms that the candidates for school president are Stephanie Snake Tim O'Connor and Y. Lee. Uh, and for vice president, Susie and Alex are running for vice president. Or no, sorry, they don't run. Susie is vice president and Alex becomes the treasurer. Alex, oh, okay. okay. Uh, so then Joey tells Stephanie uh, that he is the president of her fan club. And he starts oh. kissing her hand, oh. arm, and neck. Oh. That was <laughs> this, so gross. This whole part is so gross because like... Yeah. Uh, like wheels too. Uh, I, I I actually felt super uncomfortable. So describe <laughs> one of you describe the scene, please. <laughs> Go ahead, Courtney. God, all I remember is just yeah, like the, the kissing up the neck, and she, you yeah. know, Stephanie looks like super uncomfortable with it, and then just the swarming of kisses after that. Yeah, and then wheels. Uh, Kisses her and then looks down her shirt. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, so, and, and and exclaims, "Oh yeah, yes." Yeah. <laughs> but what I love too is that the entire, almost the entire like female cast is over on the side, being like That's disgusting, and they're yeah. all feminist. It seems yeah. that way. like Caitlyn is already pre-established, not even introduced. You know what her character is about in that in that scene, but like the boys, like the portrayal of the male characters in this first episode are just like, and as an adult, yeah. And as an adult, I'm just kind of like, how can I, you know, enjoy these kids? <laughs> <laughs> it's like in wrestling. It's like, you're supposed to have some baby faces and that they're all, they're all just so heelish. Yeah. And that's why I think I like Arthur so much. Cause he's, not a creep because he doesn't know. <laughs> um, I also have to say, and I mean, Courtney, it's probably more appropriate for you to make this comment than me, but I'll, I'll just do it. Like this, if this is, you know, 1987. So it's like 
pre-Me Too. So the girls just yeah. are like standing there and being like, what can we do? Like, we, we clearly hate this. Yeah. But, but there's no outlet in this society because it's the 80s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so all the guys line up to kiss her. Uh, it's gross. Uh, yeah. They then do some unnecessary scene. And I mean, I know, I know you love Arthur and Yick. But I was like, they did this walkie-talkie scene. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so what I find funny is that, so these two guys all of a sudden have, like, walkie-talkies and sophisticated drawn maps of the school. And meanwhile, like, three days ago, they couldn't find their fucking homeroom. Uh, What were their names for each other again? I didn't write them down, but they were really funny. Like, uh, oh, I don't remember. (laughs) I don't have it either, they're unfortunately. Amazing, Damn it. Uh, so they're basically, their whole thing is they're trying to avoid Joey. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to avoid Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's literally wearing, like, a shirt with no sleeves, and you can see his, like, rail-thin arms. Yeah. <laughs> but he has, like, an adult man's head. Like, it's very... <laughs> <laughs> has it grown into... And as a member of the Big Head Club, I have a giant head. He has not grown into his yet, so. <laughs> Definitely not. Like, no. Uh, Stephanie tells Vula that, that all, actually, uh, she says, first of all, all the guys are going to vote for her, and she claims that some of them will probably vote two or three times, <laughs> like voter fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then after, like, exclaiming about voter fraud, she notes that the girls will split the vote, and the guys will vote for her, so she'll win. So she's also, like, a political genius. Yeah, I laughed at that part. It's like vote splitting. She's all over it. I love it. <laughs> For someone who had no clue of like, well, what do I do? And then now she has like her strategy down in yeah. in in the period of like three hours. If we're going. <laughs> I think I think it happened over a matter of two days. That's what I'm thinking. I, I okay, yeah, that makes sense. Hence the different co- uh, different clothing. Uh, so so now Stephanie comes out of the washroom and she decides that she's going to offer different things in her speech, which include rock and roll on the PA, yeah, uh, more dances and co-ed swimming, yeah, bikinis. Oh. Another just great. You say it. I can't say it. <laughs> I can, well, first of like bikinis and then oh, Stephanie in a bikini. And then maybe the bikini comes off. <laughs> Stephanie and bikini. And it's just like a crowd of ravenous, during puberty boys, creep boys, just like, <laughs> that's all I hear. And I'm watching, and Arthur's like trying to hide from Joey, and he sees this going on with his sister, and he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is uh, when Shane is the one that's like, oh, I want to see Stephanie in a bikini, and then he makes the face that's all, mm-mm. Oh, God, I know. By the way, oh, that, guy's, that guy is going to get laid, like, very soon. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he's, got, he's getting his karma a couple times over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but, and also, again, spoiler alert, he's like a preacher's son. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, this is kind of like the pilot episode, so maybe they just didn't f- figure like uh, you know fuck long term stories right now. Let's just get this episode out and have the the sexy thirteen year old so that the well, CBC will keep playing this show. So if this is the pilot episode, this was like the first like 
this is what they decided to go with? Like, <laughs> got a sexy 13-year-old right out the gate. Oh, like, they go for it, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh, so then, uh, of course, we get, I think, the pivotal moment in this uh, show where... Uh, Stephanie says that she wants to thank somebody who has helped her with this uh, campaign. And right in uh, front of Vula, she thanks Joey. Oh, brutal. Uh, brutal. Vula is uh, very upset. She storms away. Stephanie notices it, but of course is like, you know, getting dry humped by all the guys. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, they cut to Radich's classroom. Sitting in the classroom, uh, the character who, or the actress who would eventually become Liz O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting there, clearly not her. Like I, um, in the Degrassi Wikipedia, they say Kathy Keenan, who plays an unnamed student in this episode, uh, and also in the cover-up in Revolution, will later play the larger role of Liz O'Rourke. Liz is introduced as a new student with nothing to suggest that she's a returning one, and given her backstory, it's unlikely that Liz is the same unnamed student in this episode. Well, and... and oh, that, that, that's just... Man, Joey's... Like, Joey is a very hard character... Uh, it's not until high school where, you know, because each character has some sort of redemption, right? So they learn something from being a terrible person. But all through junior high, pretty terrible. Like, and, uh, it's not until, like, he, A, has a learning disability and gets put, has to be held back a year, and then the stuff with Dwayne in high school where he they actually humanize him. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the announcement comes through the PA that Stephanie has won the election. Joey is so excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's pumped. Uh, so when they leave the class, uh, immediately, like, Susie Rivera, who is VP, she's in grade seven, uh, and is just a little go-getter right away, is like, well, we got student council tomorrow. And she's super excited. <laughs> like, just, this is gonna be great. And Stephanie couldn't give a fuck. She's like, I have plans. <laughs> Like, what? (laughs) Like, I get that she's supposed to be kind of, like, irresponsible, but, like, you also get the sense that she's not, like, totally daft, but... No. (laughs) But... And then Doris... Oh, yeah. uh, Susie and I points out that she wants to discuss the co-ed swimming proposal at the student council. (laughs) She's like, my parents won't like this. Yeah, I think my parents will go for that. (laughs) Though, you know what? Like... I do have to say, like, obviously the whole talk about the bikinis is is ludicrous, but, like, what do you mean no co-ed swimming? Actually, take it a step further. This fucking school has a pool? I was going to say, we didn't have a pool. <laughs> no. No, it did. Uh, in Manitoba, Selkirk High School had a pool. Oh, wow. There was always a rumor yeah. in my school that got built, in my high school that got built in 1989, that there would be a swimming pool, but I believe it was a student-started rumor. Probably. Uh, so she also tells Stephanie that she has to go see Doris, who is uh, like, of course, she. If if your name is Doris, you're either the lunch lady or you're the secretary in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doris is the secretary, and she tells Steph that uh, she needs to write a speech for the PTA meeting in a week. And again, Stephanie is not interested. What after? <laughs> <Just> the- <laughs> like right after winning the election. Yeah. 
Um, Joey, we go to a scene uh, where we're back in the hallway, and Joey and uh, this guy, his pal, what's his name again, Hank, yeah, are stuffing Arthur in a locker, and Stephanie comes out, and uh, she sees this going on, so she stands up for him. Yeah. Uh, she distracts... As best she can. Yeah. Yeah, without feeling their relationship. <laughs> uh, she tells... Uh, Joey, that she has to write this speech. Uh, do you, do either of you remember what Joey's advice was on speech writing? You got oh, so he, yes. First of all, yeah, um, you got to start off with a joke like "Hello, late germs." <laughs> <laughs> Is that funny in 1987? <laughs> yeah. Like, Would that yeah. be like Pee Wee? I guess would be like the, the big funny guy. That's. I was five, so I I, uh, I don't remember. Oh, I don't think it was funny. <laughs> and no, he, he's like, start with a joke and end with a joke, and who cares what's in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah. And so uh, at, at one point, him and, and Hank like bow to Stephanie, and that's when Stephanie gives Arthur the signal to, to run away. The longest bow of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really long. Huh. Uh, so then Stephanie is going down the uh, the stairs in the school, and she passes by Vula, and she asks Vula to help with the speech. And, of course, Vula at this point, you know, in as best as you can do in this television show, tells her to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she calls her a baby. A selfish baby. <laughs> hey, that, that's a good burn. You call baby? Especially someone who says, we're mature now. That's just... Not acting very mature, Stephanie. <laughs> she also takes the, the bracelet off and throws it uh, down. I really oh, like yeah. the character because, uh, especially in the second episode, like, and if I remember correctly, this is it for Vula. Like, she <laughs> pops in every now and again, but not to the same degree. Uh, no, she only had like what a couple episodes, I think, and uh, which I thought, I was disappointed. I really liked her character. I thought she would have done well if they had kept her on, but yeah, she, she gets yeah. a push right off the bat, but then she's relegated to the undercard. Yeah. yeah oh, you can't use the ref wrestling <laughs> euphemism. I have to. You're gonna <laughs> lose. You're gonna lose so many. People. <laughs> uh, Courtney, can you uh, uh, can you relate to this uh, this this angst between these two uh, these two girls and their in their in their junior oh. high relationship, um, not at all. Really, um, I was I was like even more of a loser than either one of those two. <laughs> um, so I yeah I, I seriously I, I can't relate to it. I appreciate it though, um, and I respect Vula for her tenacity. <laughs> Let's just so Stephanie is is obviously um, very upset about this. She goes back into the washroom where she has to unsexy herself, and yeah. and as she's doing it, she's like giving herself a pep talk in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And her hair—I'm sorry, her hair is awful, like <laughs> awful, awful, awful. It's so bad. Um, the teasing of it, and even when she brushes it out to be nice, like it's. Ugh, anyways. <laughs> I mean, it's the '80s, isn't that? Isn't that the style? I don't even know anymore. I don't know either. It, uh, do you think that was maybe intentional a little bit? Because she is so insecure about, you know, wanting to be accepted by everyone in grade eight, right? That maybe she overdoes it so much because this is like, this is how I have to be big and how I have to look. 
I don't I don't know if that was intentional. I think so. But yeah. I mean it's I think I think we should know too, like we say like she's dressing sexy, but it's like so not sexy. No. No. And, and, no, and I'm not even—I'm I'm not saying that as a 41-year-old man watching this show either. <laughs> like, even no, when, I was, when I was a kid, I was like, "Wait a second! Like, this isn't what I was promised." No, it's like <laughs> sexy. Like, it's not—it's like provocative, mature, and provocative. So, it's like a grade eight student is kind of what is their interpretation of someone who dresses mature? I guess in the 80s. <laughs> Um, so finally, Stephanie's leaving school. Uh, Arthur is uh, hiding behind the tree, and he's like, oh, the coast is clear, so we can talk, and thanks her for yeah. helping him out. And then Stephanie tells him that she has to do this speech, and Arthur offers to help. Uh, she first blows him off, but then is like, no, I, I-, I need you. Well, and I'm an idiot. Is, yeah, I think this is, the, this is why I don't like Stephanie K, the character, is because... The each character in Degrassi has some sort of redemption period. Something happens that you're kind of like that humanizes them. This is not it because she's worried she's gotten over in over her head. And then Arthur's like, Well, you're really mean to me. Pretend I don't exist so you can be popular, but I'll still help you do that because I'm a nice person. Whereas her, she's like, Oh, I don't know how to write a speech. And Arthur's like, I'll help you. She's like, Okay. And then so she's not doing, you know what I mean? She's, there's yeah. no, I got to put work into this. Well, she rejects his help at first. She's like, eh, yeah. this is junior high, Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think I'm also reading into a, a 13 year old, how they're acting and, and they're not, you know, mature and an adult, right? <laughs> yeah. That's You're true. so upset about the decisions this child is making. Yeah. <laughs> what a little prick. She'll never change. Yeah. She, does she, though? Um, no. She just disappears eventually. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, though she does all the reunions, she's been at all the reunions. So she went on to like do some real acting. So that's what happened to her. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, that's why she left the show. Yeah, she went on to another show and did some... I don't know some oh. like more serious acting, and she's she's super awkward. And uh, I mean, I, my Is apologies, she? yeah, my apologies to Nicole Stoffman if you're watching this, but she's a little awkward in these uh, reunions. So, yeah, mm. uh, it's hard. It's a hard thing to talk about because I'm pretty sure her character is kind of, from what I gather from the fan base, like if I've ever, I, I tend to avoid that like fan reactions, but. She doesn't seem particularly liked overall. Well, they basically think of her as like a tramp, right? Like that's, and like that's not what she is. Like she's actually not like banging all the dudes. And in fact, there's shows that we're going to get into where, you know, she gets in over her head, but she's clearly not that type. She's just trying to be popular. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, it's just that I, I, I sometimes forget. I get so wrapped up in the drama of it all that I forget that they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've only got two seasons left of Stephanie, so don't worry. <laughs> She's not that bad. Uh, could be worse. She could be Kathleen. 
So. Oh, we'll oh, get to her God. soon. I can't wait to get to Kathleen. By the way, Kathleen in real life, uh, super awesome, uh, works with uh, Dope, uh, studies, I think, uh, or wait, yeah, I think it's Dope in, at the University of Calgary. She's like a professor. She's awesome. Cool. That's, that's, uh, we actually, uh, we haven't talked about it, but I actually was part of a Degrassi podcast that did a couple episodes. I think we did like six episodes. And it was called Degrassi Dropouts, where uh, Devin uh, interviewed uh, the uh, the actor who played uh, Kathleen. Oh, nice! Yeah, so it's pretty cool. We're gonna have to use this connection. We'll be like, "You're not, you're not, you're not a bitch at all." Holy shit! I mean, l- yeah, she. Uh, <laughs> you're not a bitch at all. Hey, what's Scott up to these days? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Uh, so, anyways, this show ends, <laughs> and uh, and that's uh, that's kind of the end of the first episode. And we've got ourselves uh, the the start of like this wonderful journey that we're going to go through for uh, for a number of years with these uh, children in Degrassi. Yeah. So, so. what do you guys think of it as an open as a, as a pilot and an opening show, an introduction? Um. It's hard to watch it with like a fresh view anymore because I've lost. It, Degrassi is to the point now where things blend in. So I thought this episode was like four episodes in. Like I, I always forget that it's the first episode, and Stephanie K's presence is so strong, so fast that you're almost like, whoa, whoa, he's up, a whoa, he's up. <laughs> I yeah, like I, I character. She's a what? A very strong character. Like, just her presence is very big. Like, just like her hair, I guess. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, over, over, the, over the top. That's more what I think. What do you think, Courtney? Yeah, kind of along the same lines, because I've watched it so many times, and I'm so familiar with the series, but it doesn't feel like an opening episode, and maybe that's just because I know the whole series, but... Um, it kind of feels like an episode three or something. I don't feel like there's a lot of, I don't know. You don't get to, uh, and I guess, hey, it's like CBC in the 80s. So there's probably not a lot of production value. But um, yeah, it's it's all right. But same same thing. Like I can't help but like look at each character and like just kind of run through their whole, you know, like what what's going to happen to them down the road. That's all I think about. You know how the story ends for a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, like I look at Shane and I'm like, oh, you're gone. And then I look at Wheels and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know what's happening to you. So, yeah. It's... Anyway. Uh, you know what's amazing as we go through this, too, <laughs> is that there's a whole bunch of stuff that's written into the episodes that are like foreshadowing. And they sometimes do it like seasons in advance. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like the, the thing with Radish, uh, Radish, <laughs> uh, Radish and, uh, Radish and uh, Joey's hat. Like, that's a precursor to, I think it's season three, where Joey just kind of snaps at one point because Radich, he feels, is giving him a hard time. But it's just, yeah. like, just that little thing of the hat that, you know, and ignoring, like, Stephanie, who's, yeah. He just breezes by her in her panties, like, sitting in the class. It's <laughs> <Just> amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, on that note... Um, uh, I guess a couple of quick plugs. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna post this episode. Obviously, is up because you're listening to it. Uh, the next episode we're gonna put up 
Uh, probably uh, a day later, so tomorrow. Of course, some of you will be listening to this years down the road, and you'll be like, that means nothing to me. Uh, <laughs> but we are going to come back uh, with episode two, uh, which is called The Big Dance. And, uh, yeah. and then starting with episode three and going forward again, I would ask if anyone out there um, either wants to contribute through commentary, uh, and you can hit us up at narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com, or you can uh, also pick, put a request in. If you want to come on the show, um, we'd like to know about it, and we're going to try to get as many different voices on here as possible. But uh, please hit us up, because we want, uh, we want all Degrassi fans to have a chance to uh, talk about this yeah. wonderful show. Um, Especially those Russian ones that you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, the <laughs> outro music, uh, which I won't introduce every show, but on this one, is called I Wish I Was Joy Jeremiah. Uh, Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> and I can't remember the band's name, so I'll credit them on the next show. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> until next time, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I am at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. <laughs> yeah. Am I supposed to plug again? Yeah, do it. Okay, uh, loose underscore ropes underscore FM. I'm James. Uh, there's four of us, so if you have a wrestling-related thing, go there. I like that <laughs> when, when I said who wants to do the show, you're like, I'll do it. And then eventually I was like, which one of you is it? <laughs> That's the whole point, so that if, I, if one of us says something, you don't really know who it is that said it. So just kind of like one, you know, one voice, I guess. Courtney, do you want people following on Twitter? No, don't bother. <laughs> All right. <Very> exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, Courtney doesn't want you. I'm still going to put your uh, <laughs> handle up when I uh, introduce the show from our uh, up and coming uh, Twitter handle, which uh, I screwed up. So we'll get to that uh, shortly. Anyways, sure. Sounds good. Uh, here's the outro music. We will see you all next time. Good night. Stay up late and dream about Kaylin I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk with them and got naked Don't forget to call my dreams And they want to sound so good I went crazy, had to cut